What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Builds on Ishtagdlaki, and welcome to Shift F1, a podcast about speedy race cars. That is Saudi Arabic for Hello, beautiful dear one. I missed you. <laughs> oh my In goodness. Honor of Formula One being back. Yes. It's I back, figured... but I but I don't feel like it's the same per- person I had a relationship with last year, Drew. It feels like kind of a like a shiny <laughs> new like one. Face off situation or something? <laughs> maybe, yeah. Or maybe I've gotten divorced from the old F one and I have a, a new f- flame lighting my heart on fire because boy oh you boy. A, you got a Ferrari? A f- oh yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm Drew Scanlon. Joining me, Danny O'Dwyer. How are you, Danny? I'm good. Uh, apologies in advance if my throat sounds a little bit grainy. It's full of sand. I spent four days and three nights in uh, Death Valley backwater, uh, backcountry doing it. Actually, there was a place called Backwater. It was 200 feet under sea level um, oh. doing uh, doing overlanding in my Jeep. So uh, I've come oh back. God. I survived. I did not fall you off the cliff. You are an American. I know, right? I'm. I'm. This is what they told me. When you get your citizenship, I need to. I need to drive across <laughs> deserts. I need to break in a stallion, and I think I have to um, uh, follow a basketball team and shoot a gun. So I'm. I'm halfway there. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Rob Zachney is on assignment this week. Uh, but he should be back next week. Uh, if you are new to this podcast, a very warm welcome to you. If you are new to Formula One itself. We recommend listening to our preseason primer episode, which assumes no prior F1 knowledge and explains how the sport works and who everybody is. So if you'd like to go back and listen to that, it's episode 178. Uh, also, this show is supported entirely by our audience over at patreon.com shiftf1, where every month we release bonus podcasts and videos exclusively for our patrons that cover racing documentaries and films, F1 video games, experiments with other racing series, and a lot of weird things. So if you'd like to support the show and get access to all that fun stuff, head over to patreon.com shiftf1 or click the link in the show notes. What do we have going on this month, Danny? Yeah, well, I've Drive to Survive, uh, probably part one of two. We'll see. I think we're going to split it into two parts, um, going up for patrons, and they're not too distant. Uh, and a massive thanks to all of our title sponsors, including two new at the start, Liz T-Dog, Bulgarian Bonbon. Whoa. Ooh. Have you ever had a Bulgarian Bonbon? Never have. It's a delicious sweet or an amazing sexual position. I'm not sure. Uh, Bigster loves Mickey's at NF1T underscore NFTs. I'm never not going to laugh. Olivia Evans, Team Blackjack, E-Dog, I-Dog, J-Dog, Pyrite's Card Castle, Erica Siegel, Iron Station Studios, TelemetryDeck.com, Gnarly Goat, David Mule, Drew Stern, BPM, Bailey Foot, Abdullah Althani, Jason Chadwick, Abraham Getchell, Hashtag Bunny Crimes, Connor McManners, Snigs, Reagan, Max Voltar, Circuit Demon, Troy Stammer, William Rompf, and the OG, Jason Kelly. Nice. Did you call Drew Stewart Drew Stern? Did I say Drew Stern? Has, uh, are you about to say Baba Booey into the <laughs> microphone? <laughs> Drew Stewart. Stern Drew Stewart. He's not that stern, I don't think. Mm. He's a very long-time supporter of this ridiculous podcast. Uh, I wonder how that preseason primer tastes in the mouth now. I guess we were fairly 
we did we didn't point hard in any one direction, but boy, I'm excited for you because this is kind of like this is what happens when there's a generational shift. But this this felt this was crazy. What did I watch? Yes. I know, I know. Let's get into it, Danny, <laughs> starting with The Grid, which is in itself a little bit wild. It's, it's amazing. There's no, not even consistency with the teams in the... In it. Sorry, go, go ahead. Wow. Yes, all right. On pole position, one Charles Leclerc of Ferrari, uh, pipping Max Verstappen in qualifying by, oh, just over a tenth. Um, in third place... The Ferrari teammate, Carlos Sainz. And just behind him, the other Red Bull, Sergio Perez. Then in fifth place, we get to the first of the Mercedes cars, Lewis Hamilton, starting fifth alongside Valtteri Bottas, which makes... <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> Valtteri Bottas is in an Alfa Romeo! Yeah, he, he, got some, he got some speed at it, I think. Yes, yes, he did. Uh, more than uh, Lewis's teammate, George Russell, mm. uh, who is further down the grid behind Botas in seventh place. You guessed it. Kevin Magnuson in his Haas. Unbelievable. Like right at the gate. And we said it, we said it last week. Like this is going to be such an amazing, um, like, uh, range finder for Mick Schumacher as well. Um, cause last year, you know, he kind of, you know, had an empty seat almost, especially in those early races. And uh, let's be honest, an empty car, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, spinning. Who knows? A spinning car, kind of, you know. Yeah. Uh, in in eighth race. place, we've got Fernando Alonso. Then comes George Russell in ninth. And Pierre Gasly rounds out the top ten. Just behind him, we've got Esteban Ocon, Mick Schumacher in the other Haas. Uh, Lando Norris, he and Ricardo, by the way, are the only ones starting on the medium tire. Yeah. Which Remember, nobody, we have, yeah. if you've been watching Formula 1 for a while, we've got free choice of tire to start on. No more weird Q2 qualifying rule. You get to start on whatever tire you want. Yeah, really opened up strategy. Kind of buried in there as well as Mick Schumacher's, if that had happened last year, we'd be going, whoa, uh, grid spot. Yeah, so fair play yeah, to him. 12th place. Magnussen um, kind of takes the edge off that a little bit, but yeah, really well done. Yes. Uh, just behind Norris in 14th place, we've got Alex Albon and then Guan Yu Zhou in his debut race, uh, which I've noticed the uh, Sky and Formula One uh, teams yes. have been calling him Zhou Guan Yu. Yeah, uh, I was, I, I, that's top of my notes. What are we, where are we going? Are we going? They kind of floated both ways too. Because obviously. He was, he was Guan Yu Zhou, I think, until the broadcasts started and someone was like, hey, this is going to be airing in China. Yes. Um, you 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 say last names first in china yes family name first uh but 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 it yeah because in his prior career obviously at f2 they they always refer to him as guan yu zhou and mm -hmm. I, this is a fairly common thing whenever you have a, a, a westerners talking about uh, chinese athletes but um crofty kept going back and forth so i wasn't oh, really? sure <laughs> yeah yeah a couple of times he caught himself um so uh yeah i wonder which you can, way you can tell someone there's some directive yes. from you know formula one or sky or whatever um i'll, I'll probably just because i i came or, or from formula two i'll default probably to guan yu zhou guan yu zhou yeah i'm so yeah unless unless there's like a yeah there's there's a strong unless he says it himself because we've had that before you know with uh what was it danny kivash did not want to be called daniel do you remember that right there's a good it happens every once in a while just the name is even a bit different even leclerc is like my name's charles leclerc Leclerc, he, yeah. he knew that he was speaking to an English audience who might yeah. have trouble with Charles. 
The, the, um, the one we'll they see. have to worry about is that uh, people keep referring to Mick Schumacher as Michael by accident. This, <laughs> that's like true. more than ever. It's it's. You know, I got to Brundle say it this race. <laughs> yeah, he had to correct himself. I think he corrected himself like three, like um, like thirty seconds later. I feel like Crofty like wrote it down on a piece of paper and slid it over to him or something because he <laughs> right. or maybe he heard something in his ear. That's pretty good. Sixteenth uh, place, Yuki Tsunoda or Tsunoda Yuki. Um. <laughs> 17th place, Nico Hulkenberg, sitting in for Sebastian Vettel, who has COVID. Welcome back, Nico. Yeah, watch. That was who like, also, I watched this last night. So I, I drove in last night. So I watched this at like eight hours ago at midnight. I watched this. Oh, and did, was, you, did you hear no, that I, Vettel I, had I, had COVID? I had so no idea. Like, what? And I watched qualifying. So I watched everything. For, so I was up for like two more hours because I watched all the qualifying and then I watched all the race. Um, I didn't watch highlights. Um, and I watched qualifying and it didn't dawn on me. And when the race started, I was like, wait, I did the whole Hulkenberg Magnuson thing, which at the start of their careers, I used to always get them confused. And I was like, wait, oh yeah, Hulkenberg's back. Wait, why, why is Hulkenberg here? <laughs> and then put two and two together, yeah. Yes, he, uh, he also out-qualified his teammate, uh, Lance Troll, who, right. you know, at all that testing time. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo lines up 18th and Lance Stroll in 19th and finally Nicholas Latifi in 20th. Oh yeah. boy, Danny. Do you yeah. want to take us through the start of the Formula <laughs> One 2022 season? <laughs> You'll have to, so I, I, the, the start happened and I was just like shell shock. Like I didn't know, like in the front of the field, you have... Uh, a, f- a fight presumably between uh, Leclerc and uh, Verstappen. Uh, Verstappen got a little bit of um, wheel spin. Or he was no, he dropped his revs really low. Brundle said, um, but he managed to get it off. Um, and uh, what was happening in the background was just like bamboozling to me because we've been watching these cars for you know weeks now with shakedown, with testing, uh, practice, which I missed, quali, which I saw. And but this was the first time we're really seeing, you know, uh, more than two cars maybe during Bunch a practice cars fight. session fighting each other. And it was just like, what am I wa- watching? It it looked like Formula E. It looked like IndyCar. It looked but faster. It looked like Formula Two sometimes. Yeah, the kind of sight picture that we've been used to is totally different. Totally different. Like the 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 following into corners and getting out at certain stages for heat and where to follow and how long you can follow and how many cars can be abreast of each other and where they want to be in relation to the wake of the car in front of them it was just madness it was like it was like it was like watching uh, go-karts or something at certain stages they could go anywhere they didn't care where they were slipstream no it was just like no i'm just gonna drive here because <laughs> it's better positional wise yeah um, all those things i, I you you're saying those uh, I, I get it now, but it, at the at the beginning, there's probably all this like subconscious stuff that I'm not even aware of, and that's why it looks so different. I think if you yeah. if you're new to F1, you may be just like, oh, it's the same. But if you've been watching it for a while, and I guess as close as maybe we have, um, it does it does feel it just feels different. I, I think it feels cool. It feels exciting. Yeah. So when it, when it got around to the end of the first lap, the uh, only uh, so I was just completely bamboozled. So the, the the front of the field stage largely the same Bottas had a horrific start to it um Magnuson was up into fifth did he qualify in fifth no he qualified seventh and I yes. think because Bottas bogged down it allowed Magnuson to to move up and uh attack what was going on around fourth place because Perez had a wobble at a turn two right and and, and, and that allowed Hamilton to pass 
which was I think that was the only change at the front of the the pack. Um, right. Ricardo and, then, and a, Botas followed him, and it was like challenging Hamilton. Oh, I'm sorry. Magnussen followed Hamilton and was right. challenging him uh, after he passed Perez. Uh, Botas having similarly rough starts as well. Obviously, that sort of was an issue in his uh, career at Mercedes. Not all the time, of course. He maybe earned a worse reputation for it than was deserved, but not a great start for him. Um, neither for the two uh, uh, medium runners in our field, the McLarens quickly tumbling down the pecking order Oof, as well. Yeah. Uh, not that they had far to tumble. Um, but yeah, seeing seeing all of these... Uh, Verstappen was unused, uh, use set. He had taken his set from Quali, um, the softs that he had. Uh, but obviously there was no prerequisite for the top 10 as there used to be in the sport where you would have to start the race on the uh, compound that you had run or the tire set that you would run during uh, the final section of qualifying. Um, but it was it was amazing because the other thing that happened, and I think they've changed, they've changed a lot of stuff about the broadcast, the graphics and stuff. Um, they, I think, have changed something to do with the telemetry that's sent back as well because a couple of times the um, running order was basically taken off the screen for a while. I wonder if it was broken or something. But at the start, it was feeding back live data on who was in front of who, and the graphic was just freaking out. The first, like, <laughs> five turns, it was just like, boom, 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 boom. People are here, people are here, people are here. It was an absolute melee. I've never seen anything like it. And what was even more exciting was it continued for corner after corner and for lap after lap. Yeah. Uh, one thing that happened on that first lap was Ocon tagged Mick Schumacher, yeah. spun him around. Mick did a nice 360, though, and what, rejoined. What a recovery. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> uh, Ocon earned a five-second penalty for that. Mm. Apologized um, after the race as well. He he was yeah. fairly contrite about that one. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's just it's. It, I think the the most striking thing for me was seeing Magnuson up there fighting with with folks. Um, he held on to fifth for a little bit, although in uh, lap three he locked up into turn one and allowed Perez to uh, mm. close up and fight, which they did for a number of corners with Perez eventually taking fifth place. Uh, we'll we'll get to another battle in the race, but. Um, it's yeah, he, that was that was great. It was like okay, here we go. This is this is what we this is what we did all these regulation changes for. Yeah, it was the first time. It was the first time it happened that I was like, I hope that's not the exception because they, like right. you said, heavy cars. Uh, they hadn't run them probably with this fuel much during. Uh, I'm sure they did a bit of it during uh, shakedown or something. Um, uh, you know the the heat, all that sort of stuff, and then you know heat and race conditions different on the brakes and stuff. But but yes, they they fought the whole way down. And the thing we talked about last week was whether or not we would see overtaking past turn four. Because turn four was basically, this is where the incident happened last year with Verstappen and Hamilton. That was sort of the last chance you had until you came back around. There was hardly any overtaking in that arena section. There was certainly none in sector three. But day over, I think it was turn six or seven, Perez got past him. And it was like, okay, we've never seen that. They've never been able to hang with them that close around there. Uh, so already I was like tapping my toes a little bit going like, oh, <laughs> this might have worked. Yeah, um, I guess case in point for keeping close, Perez, lap 10, he, he keeps it close and chases down Hamilton, getting fourth place from him pretty easily, honestly, with DRS, Yeah, uh, which was a little bit of a surprise just seeing uh, Mercedes get blown by so quickly. Um, but then, Danny, we get into the battle—the battle of the race, I would say. Uh, lap seventeen between Verstappen and Leclerc for the lead. Yeah, this was uh, this was like 
I think we we had I think it was turn lap eight. Bogtas and Albon had another little fracas that was similar to Perez, and and he overtook on turn eight. And I was like, oh, it goes even further than mm. Perez. That's interesting. Um, and then my notes for this section are ridiculous. <laughs> I, and granted, it was like maybe one o'clock in the morning at this stage, and I've driven seven hundred miles that day. But I have uh, Lech and Ver fighting, all caps. Yes, new F one fucking works. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was nuts. They fought throughout that lap. They f- they they he got passed into turn one. Max kind of did this crazy lunge he likes to do. Um, mm-hmm. Leclerc took a different line and attacked him fairly aggressively into turn four in a way that 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 those were the crashes that hamilton was having having you know yeah like like getting that and max for his um you know fairness didn't didn't overdo it but leclerc really stuck his nose in there and they kept fighting throughout that section and then the next lap it happened again yeah same move verstappen uh uses drs to pull ahead of leclerc on the inside of turn one and then Leclerc, again, sticks closely behind him so that when the DRS zone ahead of turn four comes up, Leclerc can open his DRS wing and slingshot around him. Uh, worth noting that Leclerc said after the race that he was making sure that Verstappen was staying ahead of him over the DRS detection point. Oh, he was. So that Leclerc would get DRS for that second zone. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Ma- made sense. Um, but yeah, that, we had a, a whole another also another thing that we saw previously in previous years was like the driver behind gets one chance to attack and then they have to back off for a little bit and then maybe you know three or four laps later they try again but here we had max tried once max tries again max tries a third time and on that lap uh he locks up into turn one uh allowing leclerc to quickly retake the place uh just after turn one uh, this gave Verstappen DRS down into turn four this time instead mm. of Leclerc, but it wasn't enough for him to get alongside Leclerc. What I wish uh, we would have seen was Verstappen not attack into turn one, but instead save it for the DRS zone into turn four, where Leclerc was getting him back. If he would have done that, and the Ferrari clearly was looking stronger would leclerc have been able to fight him back somewhere else in the rest of the lap it, it this is going to be very interesting over the next couple of races because what you're seeing is not only do these cars drive a bit differently and there's there's um strategies open that weren't before but also this is going to rub up against the driving style of some of the drivers and verstappen has very much been a track position driver he is very good at defending he prefers being in front and he will make sure that you stay out. Kind of like Perez, he's got wide shoulders when he needs to. And that was um, by no means easy, but a strategy that seemed to work fairly well for him um, in F1 last year. He was really good at keeping Hamilton behind him, even during times when Hamilton's car and skill arguably could have, you know, should have been enough to get past him. But Verstappen's super, super good at that. That's not so easy in these cars. There, There's way more ability to find different lines to juke people to attack way before you're approaching the corner we saw some like wild stuff down that turn four um 
then that straight between three and four where even I think it was Latifi and Ricardo had a bit of a back and forth where they were able to just drive all over the place. There was no, you, you weren't reliant on the slipstream nearly as much, which means you can really attack out of that turn two or turn three in Bahrain and and kind of find where, wherever you want to go. And the ground effect will kind of get you within shooting distance. And the DRS, crucially, has been helping. But it's been helping, but it hasn't been... Um, been too much it hasn't been like a cheat code which is what people were a little bit worried about with grand effect and drs together so it's going to be very interesting because later in the race and we'll get to it when verstappen was complaining about not being able to push on his outlaps it was that same thing it was like he's used to getting in front he's used to overtaking on an undercut you know getting the car where it needs to be and that with the way that the the heat is working with the way that the tires are working with the way that these cars can move uh, you know, I'm no expert. I'm not saying you can't do that anymore, but it's clear that the, the deck has been shuffled and it, it's not the same as last year. And it was really interesting watching Max, who is so good at this. Like, this is how he won the championship last year. He's just amazing at getting the car in front at the right moment and keeping it there and keeping position. And he just couldn't do it. He had three times, three attempts. Arguably, he did the same thing all three times. So like you said, maybe he should have attempted to do it later in the lap while it was the 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 greater overtaking opportunity was was missed or re-overtaking opportunity was passed um but he didn't and it's 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 so fascinating to see yeah so uh, do do you want to talk a little bit about um that his comments about the outlap my understanding is that so he Verstappen comes into the pits and gets new tires and he really wants to blitz the outlap right because this is the undercut we're talking about uh, that we you know uh, defined in the preseason primer. If you come, if you're behind, and you pit, and you come out on new tires, your tires are faster, so you are um, most likely going faster than the guy you were behind. Even though you're behind on track, you're still going faster than him. And then when he comes into pits to pit, you he comes out behind you because you have been going faster. Uh, but Red Bull told Max to not attack the outlap um and that's what he was complaining about because sure enough leclerc came out ahead of verstappen when he pitted one lap later um and uh, evidently red bull had uh reasoning for telling max that because um had he you know blitzed his outlap he would have smoked his tires and then not have been able to defend from Leclerc or maybe even defend from whoever was in second right yeah so the tires are a big um the 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 first lap of these tires is different to the previous years and I'm no expert in this regard either this would be a great one for Rob um was the everyone was talking about and Hamilton came over the radio I think a couple of times about it about how Um, difficult it was to get heat in them at the start or they just did not have grip and you saw a lot of cars coming out in front of other cars and then getting overtaken if not immediately but like in the first opening corners because they just did not have traction Um, so my understanding as a sort of a layman layman plus let's call me is (laughs) is that when those tires are in that range when they're getting up to temperature there is a risk of I think it's uneven abrasion or something that happens if you try and get a little bit too much out of them um, as they're coming up to temperature. You kind of want to have your speed curve be 
in line with them. Now these, you know, they come out of the, last year to come out of the warmers. They're 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 they didn't have that ramp to get to to speed as much as they feel like they have this year. Have they changed something at the warmers? Have they like I know they're moving to get rid of them eventually or something, but I don't know if they're. It might, it might just be the tire compound. The size of the wheel is probably going to be a huge issue as, as well. Oh, I yeah, I mean it's more surface area. They're massive. Um, yeah. For whatever reason, it's harder to get to that moment, and they don't want them to ruin it. Now he did close up three seconds on the Claire, so he clearly wasn't like you know going around like a school bus, but he was being told to hold back um, that much more. And Verstappen was, uh, especially the second time it happened, was was kind of argumentative over the radio about it because he didn't get track position. But I do think that I don't think that he have, if he had gotten track position, it necessarily would have been a shut case you know right. that's sort of the way his stuff worked for him in the past and that car and these tires and these the rest of the field but it didn't seem like that was the case like we're, we're sort of in uncharted territory here we're not used to seeing the leaders fighting on the same tires lap after lap we have seen that before but usually it's because somebody is on a fresh set who's behind and somebody's on a little older set or a different compound ahead and they're doing a good job of defending this was like for like. Those two cars had pitted basically, you know, a lap from each other, and they were just fighting with pace. It had nothing to do with anything else. We're we're not used to seeing that, and so it's just, you know, Max is asking questions. I'm asking questions. We're all asking questions. <laughs> we're also not used to seeing three pit stops. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I That's hope this keeps up. It's amazing how, like that, op- you know the 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 many salves and bombs that have been put on F one to try and increase competitiveness, such as the opening uh, first ten cars having to use their their Q three tires, are just redundant now. Like it's the, the it's a whole new ma- matrix of possibilities that I, I feel like it's just going to be so much fun for new fans and for old fans alike to to wrap their head, heads around because yeah. it's there's so many plates spinning now it's hard to tell i couldn't tell there was so much going on i was like i have no idea what the where the fights are there seems to be fights mm-hmm. everywhere i don't know who's going to end up who where i would the one thing i was surprised about was that none of the cars had broken yet because i was like oh this is the first lap of a first race of a new era and we're still we still have a full field um you know i don't know what lap we're at now but for a lot of the race anyway yeah, so, well, speaking of pit stops and Verstappen, um, later in the race, Verstappen starts reporting a heavy steering wheel. Mm. Um, apparently, after after the race, Red Bull thinks that uh, when he got dropped off the jacks in his final pit stop, um, they bent a rod. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah which you don't want, you don't want that. Uh, so that's what was messing with his his wheel. That's what it was. Um, wow, because they were talking about hydraulics, like he'd lost power steering. But I feel like you'd you'd know if that was what it was, because so, yeah. they would have had they don't have sensors on rods. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, wow, heavy cars, uh, especially with full of fuel. Indeed, uh, the the car trouble doesn't stop there though. Lap forty six, Gasly, who was running in eighth place, pulls over because his car is on fire. Uh, this brings out a safety car. Evidently, this was a an MGUK problem. The okay. motor generator unit kinetic, <laughs> uh, the the kinetic thing, the flywheel that charges the battery in the car. Uh, problem with that. So safety car comes out. The dynamo. Did you have dynamos here? Sure. In America. Yeah, on the front of your bike wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, these summer children these days with their bicycles. 
that power themselves, electric bicycles. Back in our day, we were the battery. The thing went like half as fast and made an awful noise, but you had a light. Good stuff. Only when you were pedaling. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Don't stop. Yeah. Don't stop or you'll get hit by a truck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the restart comes on lap 50. Bunch of Almost everyone dives for the pits except for Mick Schumacher, who yes. um, wants to see if he can get a point. So he yeah. restarts in 10th place. But the rest of the top 10 looks like this. Leclerc in first, Verstappen in second, then Sainz, Perez, Hamilton, Russell, who's gotten up to sixth, Magnussen, Botas, Ocon, and Schumacher. Yeah, both Haas's in the points on the restart. Look at yes, that. Yes, indeed. So you can another restart. Do you want to take us through it, Danny? Um. Oh my goodness. Uh, I don't have notes for the the restart. I mean, it's I, really I, this just was, like, this was two a.m. Uh, we were, <laughs> we were. I appreciate your uh, your commitment to the cause, Danny. Uh, it's we were just watching from Verstappen's onboard because Leclerc, when the oh, safety yes. car pulls in, Leclerc yes. gets to control when the race when 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 to go. Yeah. Um. And then you are not allowed to overtake anyone until you cross the start finish line. Yes, but and, uh, if yeah, you're Verstappen, you really want to stay close to Leclerc, so it's in Leclerc's best interest to, you know, try to surprise Verstappen uh, and get away from him as fast as possible, which he does a great job of. Uh, well, he kind of hits the gas right as Verstappen's in the middle of that yeah. tight turn. This is another trick that worked last year, but I don't think this. I think this was a, a, a tactical mess up by Verstappen because what he was doing was the thing he did to Hamilton in the last lap of last year which was you know just really rustle up beside him give him a bit of pressure you know but this is like the final turn going on to the straight so he mm-hmm. just put himself in a terrible position and then uh, you know at any stage um, Leclerc can go so he just went okay you're on the inside of this corner and you're going to have to break I'll just go now and then he did like it was it was just a a miscalculation, I think, from Verstappen, because by the time, you know, like there's miles away by the time they get down to turn one and Verstappen's battling for keep his position in second. Yeah, yeah, because Sainz um, pounces and pulls up alongside Verstappen uh, on that straight, tries to take him around the outside, but no dice there. Uh, but just four laps later, Verstappen radios, hey, what's going on with the battery? Yeah. To which his team replies, battery's fine. And Verstappen says, no, it's not. Uh, he slows a little bit. Signs take advantage of this and uh, takes him on the inside of turn 11. Mm. Um, then his team comes back. We can see an issue, Max. It's not battery related. Not a lot we can do. It was right interesting. Right on cue, Verstappen starts going very slowly on track. Yeah. And has to limp back to the pits to retire. Yeah, I was. Uh, some of those Red Bull messages were very. Um, I was a bit worried that they did know what it was, but they weren't saying over the radio in case he'd have to retire. It, but but I think I, I was incorrect in that because obviously, like you said, it was the rod, and then this was maybe they didn't see this until it happened. Um, yeah, unrelated issues. Um, yeah. yeah. The, so Perez, his teammate, takes over third place. Um, but the drama does not end there. Because on the final lap, the other Red Bull of Sergio Perez just turns off in the middle of turn one. Yeah. Does a little half spin and hands Hamilton third place. It was amazing. It was Hamilton and Perez. The battle 
in in Abu Dhabi last year mm-hmm. that arguably won Max Verstappen the title, uh, and Hamilton was all. I was in over the middle him. of thinking, well, this is going to be tough for Hamilton because Perez is a great defend. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Cut to a spinning Red Bull, and you're like, yeah, well, that's not Verstappen because he's out already, and you're just thinking, wow, we went from all cars running to three of them popped right at the end. Gasly yeah. had an, uh, an MGUK uh, uh, H, right? No, K, MGUK. sorry, K, Kinetic. Yeah. Um, and then both Red Bulls. And there had been a little bit of scuttlebutt, you know, over the weekend, apparently, and, and, and during the, the commentary about how the Mercedes cars, the, the, the bottom six, were all running Merck engines, and that apparently uh, Red Bull powertrains, according to... Um, one of the commentators, I think it was Crofty, said that they had uh, siphoned a bunch of talent from the Mercedes engineering pool um, uh, <laughs> over the break, and that, that that this was the new, the new, uh, the new engine du jour. And here we are, pop, 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 three of them didn't yeah. uh, didn't. Well, actually, yeah. What's what well, actually? What is Alfatari running? Sorry, the oh. same same engine, although they're separate problems. So the, you got the MGUK, right. and apparently what what went on uh, with Verstappen and Perez uh, was was similar things in the same car. It sounds like, um, and it was a problem to do with the fuel system. Uh, so it should be noted that the cars are running pretty different fuel this year. We mentioned it, yes. I think, in the primer, where we've got ten percent of the fuel is this more sustainable or greener ethanol yeah. e10 uh, i believe it's called yeah up from i think it was six percent last mm. year which is you know sounds small but in f1 terms it's a big jump and apparently it runs at a different temperature and can cause the engine to behave differently especially when you're on low fuel running right my understanding um so that's that's one kink uh you got to work out that yes um was very very critical uh but yes, yeah, so Sergio Perez, Master Stappen, and Pierre Gasly all running the Red Bull powertrain. Which, if you so, if you ever see the the timing screens or like the final results page at the end of a race, and it says uh, Red Bull Racing RBPT, that means Red Bull powertrains, because all the teams list their engine after their team name. So it'll be like McLaren Mercedes. They also sometimes throw in a sponsor in there, like Aston Martin Aramco Mercedes, which is <laughs> annoying. Uh, but that's what that the last the last word in the Aramco team name is the, the front wing, I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that's what uh, that last word is. But yeah, R- RBPT means Red Bull powertrains. It's their Honda based engine that Red Bull mm. technically makes. Uh, but yes, let's run down the results here. Charles Leclerc wins from pole position. Apparently, he radioed his team in the last lap and said he had engine trouble, but then oh said, just God. kidding. <laughs> uh, he also got fastest lap, earning him one more championship point. Grande, this is the first, first Ferrari victory since Singapore 2019 when Sebastian, Sebastian Vettel won. It was also a 1-2 with Leclerc coming Unbelievable. in Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, uh, sign, sign. Oh, sorry. That that's one was. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one was. And signs uh comes uh second place in the bahrain grand prix followed by lewis hamilton rounding out the podium behind him uh fourth place george russell yeah let's just take a moment for all of the tifosi who are now looking at this 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 season with like yeah beaming eyes this was a an unlike 2019 um i can't remember the specifics of it i think it was it early in the year what where was it uh it was later in the year it was later in the year 
I, d- I don't remember if something happened to someone else or there was a collision or whatever happened, but they won this race. They won this weekend. That this Ferrari one, looks I th- good. I think that may have been the uh, the last gasp of their like magical engine that was using oil. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Illegally? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, um, it, fe- it feels like it probably had an asterisk just imagining how the rest of that year went for them. I think so. Leclerc won the pr- the prior two races, though. Yeah, he had a good... Year. Yeah, he was doing well. But like you said, you know, some of that magic sauce. But they look solid. Like, they looked yeah. confident and smooth. It was a kind of a vintage Ferrari effort. It's a Ferrari of the kind I have never seen. Exactly. Yes. It feels It feels something... It feels very throwback. Um. And yeah, I got I got like sort of time is is a cir- is is cyclical kind of nature to it. I was like, oh wow, okay, I'm used. To, here we are, Italian voices speaking after after a win. Like this is uh, the national anthem, you know. And this is like I remember all this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, and yeah, looking at the 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 results screen, Ferrari, Ferrari, Mercedes, Mercedes just really doesn't tell the the whole picture. No, no. Um, but. You know, Mercedes has got to be pumped for a 3-4 finish after they looked kind of slow, frankly, the entire weekend. Uh, But fifth place... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Magnussen, tying Haas's best result since Austria 2018. Oh, my God. The Haas (laughs) looks good. The Haas looks good. Magnussen looks good. The Haas is real. It's like, yeah, I, I just... His interview after, I went and watched as many interviews with him as possible afterwards. And Steiner, who apparently, Gunter Steiner was like, everyone was saying he was like so jovial all weekend. Um, was just in a great mood. Um, there was a video of Magnussen uh, going in and hugging every person in the Haas uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, crew. Uh, the, the the pit afterwards. Um did you yeah. see the one of him putting his baby daughter in the driver's seat? No, I didn't. <laughs> oh my god! I'll oh my find god! That is she tiny? Is she like a? Oh yeah! Oh my goodness! It's really cute. I just think, like, especially for him, and you know, poor Oman, who's not here, but they drove a stinker for years. Yep. And they were lapped for years, and for him to be back, not just in F one, but with the same team and the same, you know looking car i guess except for the new regs and to do that on merit i i mean he would have been seventh i guess had it not been for the red bulls popping but like it's it's you just have to feel so good for haas like yeah oh my goodness and i can feel good for them because they're no longer backed by russian money yeah and also like it shows you just how if mazepin had been in the car you would have had to assume that he would have been f- quite far down that field, just mm-hmm. based on his on his priors. So yeah. you know, not not, not saying and not saying anything about him, just based on his skill, he was never higher than 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 Mick Schumacher. So it just it's it's a very interesting year for those guys. I think this is going to be great for Mick as well because like these guys are competitive; they want to have a teammate that they have to beat. And like mm-hmm. Schumacher had a no you know he had a dud last year to beat it was it was an empty uniform like we talked about so i i'm just so excited for haas this year like yeah i hope it keeps up now you know reliability was a big problem for them too but look the car never worked before and it now works the car works look yeah. it works it works speaking Fifth. of a car that works uh apparently right behind him in sixth place valtteri botas <laughs> in the end uh finishing behind russell in his alfa romeo but 
He recovered from 14th yeah. place. This is the Bottas you fell in love with. It's true. This is Williams Bottas, you know? Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, in seventh place, Esteban Ocon, Yuki Tsunoda, Fernando Alonso, and Guan Yu Zhou. How about Getting that? points on his debut. Yeah, he was delighted. Um, Double points for Alfa Romeo. Great drive. Didn't look like a rookie. Like, you know, remember last year? You'd <laughs> oh, no, we've seen in the first turn. We've seen some rough looking rookies. <laughs> yeah, he was good. He was in fights with people. Um, he's a super sharp guy. You can tell he's just like very intelligent and has his, you know, head on his shoulders. Um, yeah, excited for them too. Both of them. That was a that was a solid one. Who who was in ninth and eighth there? Uh, Yuki Tsunoda uh, yeah, great and drive Fernando too. Alonso. Yeah, and, and Yuki had a terrific last race last year. Remember, it was kind of like a little bit late, but he mm-hmm. he put it together. Um, yeah, it's it's so interesting. And <laughs> Alonso getting points. Like, yeah. man, there's so many stories in here. Yeah. Uh, just out of the points, Mick Schumacher tried to hold on yeah. after not pitting under safety car, but he just missed out. Still, I think the best finish of his career. And we've got Lance Stroll, Alex Albon, Daniel Ricciardo, and then Lando Norris. The McLarens were just nowhere today. Yeah, a, uh, a quick word on Albon. Terrific qualifying. I don't think we we talked to it much, but he did super. I mean, he was always strong quality, right? He always had great one lap pace. Um, but he was solid. He was he did well. Fourteenth like, versus Latifi's twentieth. Yeah, well, you know, Latifi's doesn't have Mazepin around anymore, so he's back to the bottom. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it just, he, Albon had a great drive. I think he's going to do well in that car. Um, he, he'll kind of be maybe like a Bottas was back then too, you know. He he was solid. Um, yeah. Seemed calm all weekend from the stuff I watched after the race. I, I went to bed and then watched all the interviews. <laughs> Latifi did uh, stick ahead of uh, uh, Nico Hulkenberg though. Um, right, but uh, you know, Nico only hopped in the car for the first time in practice. So yeah, I felt <laughs> bad for him. That's that's yeah. a very difficult um, <clears throat> job to take on. Is is for an entirely new reg regs. I mean, he he does testing for them as well, but like you know, that's that's a tricky one. I think he, getting the car home was probably about as important as anything else. Um, yeah, so I would have liked to have seen him do better. But yeah, massive warning signs for the McLarens. We, we knew like they had a bad shakedown testing. Ricardo was sick. He didn't get much time in the car. Um, but it was it was worrying. I think I think tire strategy sort of there was a there was a couple of weird tire tire strategy moments in this when Mercedes pitted for hards and then took them off uh-huh. pretty quick. Um, McLaren starting on the mediums obviously did not work. Uh, Norris had a bad start. Ricardo obviously uh, qualified poorly, but they were both together then for large chunks of the race. Um, so there's a lot to fix at McLaren. That's the worry is that the the car might be the problem. Ricardo is still off Norris, maybe because he was sick. Strategy-wise, that wasn't great either. So hopefully, you know, next week we'll see something else. But even the post-race interviews, both of them were kind of clenching their teeth talking about next week, like more hurts coming, you know? And this is the kind of thing that's that's tough to to tell in... I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know, we can kind of look at and be excited about, but it's, it's still tough to tell with, with one race. Um, yes. You know, is is the Haas real? What about the Alfa Romeo? Where is McLaren? Is Mercedes dominance over? Will Ferrari just run away with it? It's tempting to, like, project forward, but what makes it tricky is that everyone is developing their cars all the time. Mm. So some, if not all, of this will change over the course of the season. What makes it interesting is how effective everyone's changes are and how quickly they can do them. So, for example, Mercedes or uh, McLaren 
might have a quick fix. You know, they were having brake issues in testing. Maybe they can just, you know, fit some new parts and be fine. But on the other hand, they might not. Like you said, it may be deeper seated. Uh, I, I, my feeling is that Haas is much better this year, but maybe this was a particularly good day. Mm. I still kind of expect them to be mid to low mid. Uh, would be pleasantly surprised if I'm wrong. Um, but it's nice to have them be something besides the dregs of the field. Kind of same with Alfa Romeo is, is my feeling. I'll bet McLaren can come back a little, but I don't think they'll, they just, I think it might be too much to be fighting for, you know, up in the fourth area Mm. that they were last year. Um, But if any team can come back though, it's Mercedes. The question is just going to be whether they can do it fast enough to remain in the championship fight. My gut says that both the drivers and constructors championships this year uh, will be non Mercedes though. Um, I I think it'll be a Ferrari Red Bull fight. Hard to tell. Like you said, like this this track too as well, kind of favored Red Bull. So, well, uh, who knows? Like, I feel like it's going to be hard to do track walks this year because so, <laughs> so, it's so different. Yeah, um, yeah it, like you said, sample, sample pool one, it's it's hard to draw conclusions, but it's what we want to do. It, it's it's what we, we get the most new information out of the first race, right? Yeah. So we, we know more than we did before the race, more than any other race. But still, yeah. it's only what, a sample pool one. So it's... it's I saw- yeah, I, I saw some drivers saying uh, about the the new regulations and the new aerodynamic packages and stuff um, that you know it's still kind of a mixed bag about reactions. Some people were saying like ah, it just it doesn't do anything, and some people were saying it does a lot. Um, I think Fernando Alonso was the one being like, we have a sample size of one. Maybe we wait a second to see if anything was uh, dra- every anything is drastically different. I think the kind of the, the the if there was a main through line that I saw, it was like. Yes, you can follow closer, but that doesn't necessarily mean that overtaking is much easier. Yeah, um, I don't. It just yeah, doesn't it necessarily because the the wake because the wake the whole problem was the wake was gigantic and so that killed your tires and you couldn't get close. Now the wake is smaller, so you can get closer, but you actually don't get as much slipstream as a result. So you know, little little trade off there, but overall, maybe a small positive. Yeah, well, there is something. As I think, I think this, if you know, judging from the sample size of one, this race was fantastic to me. I I, I adored it. We had yeah. racing after multiple corners, multiple laps, all that sort of stuff. There is something called too much overtaking that exists oh, yeah. in other races. Like NASCAR, to me, is a track is a is a different type of sport because it's not about if you can overtake; it's when you overtake, and it, it makes it a different type of sport. And you watch it with a different lens. And I'm not saying NASCAR isn't isn't it good because of that but if you were to bring that into f1 it it i i i'm i was also sort of worried about that being the case that if overtaking becomes trivial then it changes the landscape it becomes maybe more about tire stuff or or team placement and slingshotting and all that sort of stuff so it's it's nowhere near that thankfully and i think it was very little chance of that being the fact just because of the way the circuits are and not ovals either um but I, but I felt like this was really, really good. Like, this looked like a different Bahrain to me. You know, the, the points were overtaking were happening and the, the do-or-die moments were, were, weren't there anymore. It was so much more open. Um, I feel like Jeddah might be a bad sample pool to <laughs> even pull from because it's such a weird I track. Mean, yeah, and it's, and it's new to us. Um, but we'll, yeah. we'll get to that in a sec. I know we have a lot to cover here, but I just wanted to, you know, this is the first time or the only time we're going to have a first new impression, right? Of a, <laughs> yeah. 
of the new the new era here. So I want to kind of hang on um, to this stuff, or or at least explore it um, uh, with with uh, gusto. Yeah. The new graphics. How do we feel about them? I I don't need the numbers. Which numbers? The driver numbers. Oh yeah. Give me yeah. the teams. I've never liked the numbers. Yeah. They, I, I I think I know what they're trying to do. Is like oh, it's like you should be watching the personalities the driver no like it yeah yes that's what i'm doing though and i would like to know what color car they are in so that i can pick them out uh you can't you can never see numbers numbers are impossible to see on the tv yeah whenever they use them in any racing thing i'm always like i don't care especially because they use the they, they do a moto gp as well and it's the same thing where like uh, rossi's colors i know but everyone else i don't care you yeah know, the, and like it's they, too hard to parse everyone's got a different font everyone's yeah. got different like you know highlighting and whatever well hamilton really threw a screw in the works here too because he decided to take the neon um that's right cam- camera pod what was that yeah. about I was confused for the first couple. So of laps. he's his his helmet is now neon green because apparently that's what he he raced in uh, in karting. That's okay. what his helmet looked like, uh, and his his forty four his numbers are also fluorescent green. Uh, <laughs> and so that and the camera pod and the front of the wheel fairings okay. on the front are also neon. So he's got a whole uh, style so going is, on. So he's, he's the, so he's adopted out. the number two driver. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like yeah. Russell's too good, man. Uh, I have yet to put together, but I will on the the F one uh, Shift F one podcast Twitter account um, the guide to spotting who has what camera right. pod because that's yes. how you tell the drivers apart. Uh, also, the graphics were incorrect in qualifying. They showed multiple people with purple sector, the same purple sector. Oh yeah, okay. You can't have that. <laughs> that doesn't no. that doesn't work. Only one person can have the fastest sector. Uh, I also wish they would sh- highlight the drop zone more cl- clearly in uh, the qualifying graphics like they used to. Oh, yes. But. Yeah. What they've done is they have driver risk, but they've put it above it instead of below it. So it doesn't, when they had it below it, it looked like a line. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you had, yeah. these are underneath it. So yeah, I, I had the same, that that confused me too. Um, we'll, we'll probably n- not care about any of this in two or three races, but I agree with all that sort of stuff. Yeah. 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 Any, any other broke. first impressions? um like of the graphics or or just on you know watching a new a new era of f1 oh like i i kind of i i suppose i touched on a lot of the bits and bobs that i enjoyed i think we have a really strong field like just outside of the cars we talked a lot about the cars and how they um are driving beside each other around and where they're overtaking and all that sort of stuff i think outside of that the talent pool we have this year is really remarkable there are multiple world champions there are veterans there are people you know, who are maybe unrealized talent in there as well. Um, there are solid rookies. This is a good pool of rookies or people in their second season who are doing better, like Sonoda. You have, you know, Gasly and Ocon doing fantastic. Um, I think Latifi is maybe the asterisk in this uh, in this in this pool. Um, but but I think that's really exciting too. Uh, the one thing that was interesting as well. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I talked about this in in previous years. Whenever I talk about the F one TV sort of uh, um, uh, element of this, is that over the years they have added a lot of um, you know programming to that pre and post shows and all that sort of stuff. And when I went to watch the archive, I was like spoiler free. I stayed off internet, and then I came in my house and I went to F one TV to watch it. Um, it was interesting that it started with Julian Palmer and Ben Edwards doing the commentary, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Ben Edwards, okay. Uh, I'm hearing you again, and it took me a while to realize that they now have 
I guess the maybe it's the pit wall stuff. Remember they had the pit wall channel or something that they where they had a lot of their. Oh, do they not have that anymore? I don't think they have that anymore, and they have their oh. own. They have their own commentary feed, as far as I know. So I watched it for qualifying. I watched it the whole way through, and then realized there was a separate button for international feed. And when I clicked on that, it was the Sky Sports, you know, okay. crew that you usually have. So. Yeah, so I, I think the pit lane, I'm, I could be wrong, but I think that's what they're doing now instead, which to me, I was a bit shocked. I was like, oh, I hope I have, because I like Crofty and Brundle and, you know, I I, I've, I've, I like the energy that and the, the drama that they, they bring to it. Um, but it was interesting to see that they basically, F1 TV has their own. They can't um, have gotten rid of the pit lane channel. I, I, I don't know if they're running two separate ones. Maybe they are. I, I can actually literally check right now if you want to. Um. Well, one one another <laughs> another unconfirmed report here. Um, I got someone sent me on Twitter that uh, Ted's notebook, mm. which um, Ted Kravitz, the pit lane reporter for uh, Sky Sports, uh, walks around after qualifying and basically goes down every car and talks about in detail everything going on. Uh, it's and he does a great job of it, um, and it's something that. U.S. viewers have never been treated to because it's a Sky exclusive. Yes, I am. I am hearing report, report. <laughs> just Single one report. Twitter user uh, saying that that is now on ESPN three. So if oh, you have an ESPN cool. login, you can go to their website or maybe an app and see it. I shouldn't even be saying this because I haven't verified it, but that would that would be cool. I can at least for now say that the there is uh, F one Live is what they were referring to as their own channel here. Okay. And then there is the international feed and then, yeah, tracker Isn't there a, data driver cam. So there's no pit lane channels. So I don't know if they're the, doing oh. any of the pit lane channel stuff on that main thing, but it's not set up like the other one. It, it's taking the camera feed. And it's, data and, uh, and uh, tracker don't, don't do it? Tracker has, let me see now. Um, tracker has, no, it's just the map and the order and then data let's see if data i don't remember the data channel so maybe that's the new one um it's loading it's taking its sweet time yeah <laughs> you, did you enjoy the pit lane channel i was always li- liked it yeah. for a second viewing yeah yeah it was great yeah, um, that, that, that is well that's loading if I click i'll it, just go so. down some quick some quick news here uh hey remember abu dhabi last year and how it was a, a kind of a disaster because the race director michael massey said like oh these these few back markers between Max and Lewis can uh, can pass, but we don't need to have everybody do it. Uh, and then that handed the the championship to Verstappen. We have now changed the rules. Are you ready for the rule change, Danny? Hit me with a I, rule change. Here we go. So the old <laughs> rules used to state that. Um. Uh, where is the actual quote here? I'm looking at a, a, a racefans.net article. This is the exact same problem Michael Massey had in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> if the clerk of the course considers it safe to do so. The clerk? <laughs> in this case, Michael Massey. Uh, and the message lapped cars may now overtake has been sent to all competitors via the official messaging system. Any cars that have been lapped by the leader will be required to pass the cars on the lead lap and the safety car. If you're Michael Massey, any cars means any cars you want. Yeah. Some of them, a few of them, that guy in eighth, only he can go. Yeah. 
Maybe maybe now, they don't want the whole field doing it because Latifi has crashed and there's a genuine security concern, but then I'll just basically make the cars that would have made the difference overtake in the last mm-hmm. lap and then everyone will misinterpret what should have been a benign thing for mm-hmm. safety for other reasons, whatever. The FIA has seen fit to just do a find and replace, see if you can spot it. Oh, here we go. What's in uh, Sent to all competitors using the official messaging system. All cars all, that all. have been lapped by the leader will be required okay. to pass the cars on lead lap. Yep. They literally just changed any to all. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, cars now three kilograms heavier. Until they put the fuel in. Oh, sorry. Uh, so, they've allowed them to be three kilograms. Yeah. Heavier. So okay, there was. Okay. We already had an increase of forty-five kilograms. Um, yes. To between the last year's cars and this year's cars, um, but the all the teams boys. were like, "We've almost got it. We've uh, just give us three more kilograms, and then we can do it." <laughs> and apparently, everyone was. Uh, on board with that and uh the fia just bumped it up so now uh they can only be 798 kilograms that's the minimum weight they're big chonkers yeah Um, the data channel on f1 tv just has a bunch of data on it it's not the same so okay man yeah the pit lane channel um last news story here aston martin's still unsure on Vettel F1 return for Saudi Arabia so reports autosport.com we don't so we don't know yet whether uh he will be well enough uh, for this weekend's race or whether Nico Hulkenberg will be called upon yet again. Speaking of the next race, let's take it to Saudi, Danny. Yeah, we're back at the, uh, the, where, <laughs> say the scene of the crime, the scene of some crimes last year. Um, some, the some scene ro- of Danny, let's be real. <laughs> a lot of crimes. A lot of crimes. This was a criminal, criminal circuit. Um, it's also uh, in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Yes. We well we need their oil because we've turned Russia off. So we can't yeah. we can't can't say anything to them. <sighs> um we're good, yeah, regardless of their foreign policy or, or, or anything. And who else who else is America gonna sell weapons to? I mean, come on. Like, you know, you gotta get rid of all these weapons. Keep anyway. your politics Sorry. out of my race cars. It's really hard. It'd be so much easier if this wasn't an international. It's sport. almost like it's impossible. <laughs> it's, it's almost like it's, it's impossible. It's almost like the entire thing is sponsored by petrochemical companies who may actually <laughs> have quite a lot going on in terms of international geopolitics. Anyway, as a redundant. Anyway, okay, we're in Jeddah. Jeddah. Yep. Jeddah. Do you remember Jeddah? They added it to the calendar last year and it was really mm-hmm. weird. It was like it Monaco, was. but let's go twice as fast. Uh-huh. Um, and everyone was terrified about how dangerous it might be and how the crashes might be. Um, and there was some nasty crashes where people got collected and folks weren't particularly happy about it at the start of the race and during the race. Um, I'm a little bit more worried this year because these cars can follow each other, which means they're going to be driving side by side in a way that they wouldn't have done last year yeah, through some close. of these corners. So I am a little bit trepidatious about this one as I was last year. And apologies if I sound cynical, but um, I'm not. I, some of these tracks I'm very interested to see, like Spa is going to be fun. Like, and, and a couple of the other, when we get back to Gilles Villeneuve, that'll be a great track for some of this because it's lots Man, of we these. got so many that I've been missing. Yeah. We got, we got Singapore, we got Japan. Oh, oh my God. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Continue. Suzuka's going to be great. Um. So there's loads of good ones. Um, and Jetta provided a really good race last year. Like all that said, it it, it provided a, a race with a lot of drama. We had the incidents oh, yeah. with Hamilton crashing into the back of Verstappen because nobody wanted to 
to, to you know, it was like musical chairs and they were both trying to be in front of the chair when the music turned off. So they're mm-hmm. doing the back part fast and, and slower in the front of the chair. It was like that, but for DRS sounds. Um, you know, so so I, and when it comes to the cars this year, it's just going to be, you know, tricky to see where they go. Like I, I, this, this track has 20 something turns on 27 turns on it. Um, it's got, uh, three DRS, uh, zones in it too. Most of which aren't straight. <laughs> They're kind of wiggly because <laughs> it's a street circuit. And I wish I could tell you where the action's going to happen, but I'm not even going to attempt to, to try and say where, um, a lot of this is tight. A lot of it is you can't really go side by side through some of these turns. So I don't know if we're going to see as much of the free flowing nature of it. The 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 big part is kind of where we saw it last year at the uh, end of sector two, start of sector three, where there's a lot of fast turns that go into a tighter section. Um, but we could easily see most of the uh, overtaking happening in the last couple of turns because we have a the sort of quintessential F one. The last turn is a sharp one into the start finish straight coming off of a, a straight so we'll have to wait and see um it's a night race again though right so at least in terms of temps we'll be we'll be in a similar range i imagine to what we had in bahrain um similar part of the world they'll remember was it last year they drove all the where were the, where did they come from oh no they were going from saudi arabia to yas marina there was something wrong. They didn't have enough stewards. Was that what it was? So they drove a bunch of them over or something like that? Well, oh, no, it was like... It, it was they were, the, it, and no one knew how to do it because it was the first time there was ever a race in Saudi Arabia. It was something else. It was like a Zamboni. What was that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had to drive the thing around to clear out all the... Yeah. The sand. That's what it was. It was the sand Zamboni. Yeah. They had to drive across the desert and then uh, do that. Um, yeah, so... You know, it's 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 another one where the the qualification is going to be so much different to the race, just because how fast and tight this track is. Um, but yeah, how are you feeling about it? Because I remember like last year, I was quite, you know, it, it's I, I really don't know what to expect. Uh, I'm I'm kind of uh, I'm excited. I, I I hope that it's going to be fun again, like it was last year. Um, and these cars seem fun. Um, Weather wise, it looks to be a little little warm. On qualifying day, 70, let's call it 75 degrees, 26 uh, Celsius with strong winds. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, in, in Jeddah, 20 miles an hour um, or 32 kilometers an hour on qualifying day. Zero precipitation for the whole weekend. Um, and uh, slightly warmer uh, for the race. It looks mm. like 80 yeah, low low 80s or high 20s uh, Celsius or Fahrenheit versus Celsius. And the wind um, still present, but a little slower, 13 miles an hour or 21 kilometers an hour. So uh, a lot of these cars are affected by wind. It is on It is on the shore. It is near some water, I think. Yes, it is. Um, so yeah, look out for that. I forgot to run down the, the constructor standings. We kind of did the driver standings because oh, yeah. we only had one race. Um, but here we go. Ferrari is on top. What do you know? First place with 44 points. Mercedes uh, is in second with 27 points. And in third place, Gene Haas and team with 10 <laughs> points. Oh my God, that's awesome. Oh, by, long, Followed long by way, continue. F- four, 
Fourth place, Alfa Romeo with nine points. Alpine's in fifth with eight. Alpha Tauri is in sixth with uh, four points. And then we've got a four-way tie between Aston Martin, Williams, McLaren, and Red Bull with zero points. Speaking of the standings, let's take it to our fantasy league. You can join using the link in the show notes. The top three from this weekend, also the top three of the season so far. <laughs> in third place, we have a two-way tie between... Uh, oh, a three-way tie between... Uh, from America, liked by Pierre Gasly. Mm. From Canada, Team One. <laughs> and from Canada, Team One. Uh, so then we ac- go up accidentally to... Accidentally put their team in twice? Different people, yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, second place, we have from Sweden, Hale Murray. Nice. And in like first it. place, from America, red means fast. There you go. Certainly does. Where Where are you? Do, do you know where uh, you are? Yes, my highest team, the Journeyman. Oh, nice. Uh, is in position 1,520. Okay, that's right in the middle. That's, uh... Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm... Delighted! I'm 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 503rd, which is maybe wow. the highest highest I've ever been with uh, with my team. I only I only have one team, uh, Porpoise Christie, uh, <laughs> which I'm I'm quite pleased about. Um, I did have I had Leclerc as my main, and I had Ferrari, uh, and I got some good. I had Magnussen, I had good points from him, but I had Verstappen. I got minus points for Gasly. What was that about? Oh, I don't know. I minus four the points DNF? for Gasly. It's a bit I have. McLaren drivers across all three teams, so this is a race. Did not he didn't finish the race? We got minus ten. That's what it was. Mm. Verstappen because he qualified well, he got points. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, that's. Uh, If you would like to join our fantasy league, you can do so uh, using the link in the show notes, and you can send us an email if you want at shiftf1podcast at gmail dot com. Also, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Drew Scanlon. That is at Danny O'Dwyer. Rob Zachney is at Rob Zachney. Our official account is at Shift F1 Podcast. Uh, by the way, you can also send us an email with our website, f1.cool slash emails. It's a web zone on the internet. That's right. Yeah. Part of a web ring. Dial in um, today. <laughs> that's us around the internet. Should we take it around the world, it's Danny? It's around the world. Yeah. Formula 2 is supporting Formula 1 this weekend in Ooh. Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Then we've got Camp and World Trucks at the Circuit of the Americas for the Expel 225. The NASCAR Xfinity Series is also racing at Kota on Saturday in the Pit Boss 250. Pit Boss, whoa. It's like a sponsored by a drug ring or something. Yeah. Pit Boss. Talk to the Pit Boss. Uh, Supercars are in Tasmania. This weekend for the Tasmania Super Sprint at the Simmons Plains Raceway. Mm. And we got NASCAR. Where we're going, we code as well. Oh, yeah. The Circuit of the Americas. America. Circuit of America. We call it Codem. Codem. Okay. (laughs) Uh, For the Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix. Echo Park. Yep, that's Echo in Los Park. Angeles. That <laughs> sounds like a uh, a wave race. Echo Park, track. yeah, right. Good. Okay, <laughs> you almost had it. <laughs> oh, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and hey, Formula One is this weekend. Maybe you heard of it. Friday, things kick off. Free practice one at 10 a.m. on ESPN2. That's Eastern Time. Followed by free practice two at 1 p.m. Also on ESPN2. Mm. By the way, uh, if you're new and you uh, just can't get enough F1 and, oh my God, I want to watch practice, but maybe I don't want to watch all practices, FP2, uh, practice two, is the one to watch because it most closely simulates the race and yes. qualifying conditions. Uh, Saturday, free practice three, 10 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN2. Qualifying, say it with me, 1 p.m. on ESPN2. <laughs> and then Sunday, everyone, the race at 1 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Oh, wow. The regular. Reg must be must be slow. Baseball's not back. <laughs> Baseball's not coming <laughs> back. And Actually, I'm not sure if they do baseball. Um, yeah, man, so much F1. I feel like I have days of analysis and interviews and i'm gonna go back and watch practice uh, to enjoy up until yeah this race weekend it's uh it's wild we've had we've had a couple of good seasons in f1 and this one looks like it's off to a belter danny what are you doing what what am i doing don't jinx it oh don't sorry jinx it. yes i mean i mean it's trash what a trash pile God, Ferrari, who likes those I don't know. We, guys? We've we've actually tried to jinx things, and sometimes it, it's almost like it's not real. It, um, regardless of what happens, it is clear that this, even even if it's not the revolution we all want, just the shakeup is enough. Yeah, like it just, just seems seeing different. drivers in different places, yeah. you know, it's 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 so good. It's great for the sport. Um, it's it's great for the fan base viewership. I think, yeah, like it it does feel like a whole new era. I'll say that, like for sure, in lots of different ways. It, it, this feels like the biggest single change in F one that I've witnessed um, so far, just because everything looks so looks so different, and we have such a a, a shake up. I mean, it's the same top three kind of looks like, but but you know. It, it just it, man so much to unpack like I'm just gonna once this is over I'm gonna go watch a bunch of stuff and try and wrap my head around it because it's just so much to enjoy and try and digest yeah well if you'd like to support the show and get access to all of our bonus episodes and the official Shift F1 Discord channel you can do so over at patreon.com slash Shift F1 have a good race weekend everyone we will see you all next week 